guess what? I remembered to turn the mic on today. Ha <laughs> ha! Yo, what up, everybody? It's Friday. It's July 9th. We're going to have a good stream. We're going to have a good a good chat here. It's going to be short and sweet. You know, I know a lot of you guys are busy. I know there's a lot of stuff going on to keep track of. I, quite frankly, didn't have as much time today as I wanted to, like, make notes and all that. So we're kind of freestyling here, but we're going to have a good chat. We're going to talk about this audit. We're going to chat about uh, Trump's class action lawsuit against big tech as well. The judges have been assigned in the case, and unfortunately, guys... Not good, not good news on the judges, but no worries. Big time lawsuit though, so there's a lot of pressure on those judges to make the right calls. So even though they're uh, Obama Bush judges, not that big of a deal in my eyes. And what else, what else? We've got uh, live cyber exercises going on. The World Economic Forum is conducting live uh, exercises for like cyber attacks to prepare, right? And then the same day, we get a cyber attack in Iran. Just weird, weird coincidence. So there's a few things we'll go through. We'll go through a lot more, too. Some, uh, of course, CDC, scamdemic garbage, new new guidance for us on masks and, and whatnot. I, I don't even know what they're guiding us with these days or what their rules are anymore. But, hey, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take a look at it. So... To start off, where should we start off? You know, I, I just want to say before we begin, it's it's been very heartwarming for me today, especially on Telegram and on social media, because, uh, how should we say this? It looks like a lot of people are waking up to the infiltration of the truth movement, and they're starting to find the courage to speak up about it, right? And for once, like, there's a lot of drama a lot of drama going on on Telegram today. And for once, I am not at the epicenter of the drama. I've just been sitting back and like eating my popcorn, watching it all take place and the shills getting called out and all sorts of stuff. It's It's been great. So anyway, it's good. It's good. More people are starting to, to see it, to see what I see, right? I've been... I've been tracking this stuff for months and starting to speak up about it more and more and getting like louder and louder and more obnoxious about it. Now other people are starting to see and say the same things I've been. So it's it's good not to feel alone in that regard, especially when we're trying to like watch out for the infiltration, right? Watch out for who's calling themselves a patriot and who's who's talking a good game, but really they're not they're not walking the good game behind the scenes, right? So anyway, anyway, let's get into these articles now. We're going to start off here with audit news focusing on, I mean, guys, there's so much stuff that comes out every single day from multiple states in terms of news about audits and potential audits and election fraud and or irregularities, as we should say, that it it's so tough, right? It's so tough to keep up with it. And especially when, um, I think I'm looking at the wrong camera again, especially when I'm doing this alone, like just me, no assistance. All this production from the editing to the uploading to it's all it's all, you know, me with very minimal assistance. So it's tough to keep up with all of it truly. Although that's good. That's a good thing cuz there's so much coming out. And today we've got Michigan on the hot seat because well, there's a couple of reasons. We'll get to one of the reasons in a moment here, but we've got another lawmaker there in Michigan, a Republican lawmaker that's calling for an audit. And uh, it's weird in Michigan because there's a lot of rhinos there. There's a lot of people who call themselves Republican, but they don't want to look at the election. 
They don't want to, you know, they, they're, they're telling their constituents that everything's all hunky-dory and nope, there was no fraudulent actions during the election when clearly there was. So that's why we call them rhinos, Republican in name only, when, you know, let's back up a sec, okay? Caveat. Editor's note. Obviously, this whole awakening process we're all going through, we're realizing that it's not a left versus right war. That is just manufactured division by the elites to pit us all against each other. And for decades now, both the left wing and the right wing, the leadership amongst both sides of the spectrum has been um, controlled, co-opted, right? Corruption in both parties. So what incredible times we live in that that with the 2020 election, we had a Republican president, Donald Trump, um, you know, defrauded out of it and an election that a Republican was that was, you know, taken away from that is exposing both these Democrats and a bunch of Republicans out there. We have an election that was stolen from a Republican president, and now we have a bunch of Republicans that are getting just totally, they're glowing. They're glowing shills for the establishment, and it's clear, it's becoming plain as day more and more who they are. So <laughs> maybe this all had to happen. Maybe it's happening just the way it should have, right? You know, when, when Joe Biden was inaugurated, inaugurated on that day, uh, all of us were upset. Surely we thought something was going to happen before that, but it didn't. And six, seven months now into this mess, I think we're starting to see that everything actually happened kind of a good way, like the way maybe it should have. So in Michigan, another lawmaker calling for an audit. And of course, we're awaiting the results of the Arizona audit. Georgia and Pennsylvania are two that are that could be up next, especially Pennsylvania. It could be the next one that gets the official audit. Uh, Michigan is going to be one of the next ones too. And it looks like big fight going on there in Michigan because the attorney general said, or excuse me, a spokesperson, a spokesperson for the attorney general in Michigan. She didn't even have the lady balls to say it herself. A spokesperson for her said today, told news outlets that the attorney general there in Michigan, which big surprise is a left leaner. She's going to probe people who allegedly made false claims with help from the state police. And we're talking about false claims about the election, okay? Let's let's rephrase this for more clarity. The Attorney General of Michigan, who is a Democrat, she said she's not going to probe the election results. She's going to probe. She's going to investigate people questioning the election results in her state with the help of the state police. You got that? Comprende? Clown world, folks. Clown world. Backwards world. Whatever you want to call it. What a shit show of a society we're living in these days. But oh my lord. She's actually going to probe people. And look at this. A Republican control. This highlights my point earlier about the rhinos. Especially a lot of rhinos in Michigan. So... In Michigan, there was a state Senate panel from a Republican-controlled panel last month. They issued a report saying that they, quote, found no evidence of widespread or systematic fraud in Michigan's prosecution of the 2020 election. 
So we got, we got, as you can see, both sides, left wing and right wing there in Michigan that are, they're nervous. These audits are making all of them nervous. Bunch of attorney generals, bunch of secretary of states. The, the state level is just getting wrecked, you know, <laughs> with all this going on. And we're having to have the, the courageous Republicans there in these certain states have the uh, courage to speak up and start pushing for these audits. So again, folks, it's not a left-wing, right-wing thing. You can see how many compromised, idiot Republicans there are out there these days. There's a lot of them, unfortunately. And that's why I don't label myself. I don't want to get I don't want to get that stank on me, right? I don't want to. I don't want to get all that baggage that labels bring. Labels can bring a lot of baggage. It's very easy to box people in when they label themselves. That's why I don't do it with anything, with political labels, with spiritual or religious labels, with anything. I'm just like I'm a human. That's it. I got a bunch of beliefs, but you're not gonna label me and put me in a box because my beliefs are they can change. They're varied. They're unique. They're individual to me. They're subjective, right? So, no groupthink around here, folks. This is this is the channel on the internet with the the least amount of groupthink. <laughs> None of that around here. So, check it out. Speaking of desperation, speaking of panic, these audits are causing next week. Um, I hesitate to call him President Biden. Let's just call him. Corn Pop, good old Joe. He's going to be delivering a speech in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, of all states, which is probably the next state that's going to be conducting an audit, coincidentally. So, Biden's handlers are rolling his ass out to Pennsylvania to deliver a speech next Tuesday. This is, this is in like four days. Next Tuesday. And this speech is going to be about protecting the sacred constitutional right to vote. <laughs> yeah, yes, because all those dead people, they've got a right to vote, don't you know? Your, your, your voting rights don't end when you die. That, that, you can still vote with that rigor mortis kicking in. Yes, you can. Let's see here. All of those people who aren't even citizens of this damn country, uh, they, they, they got the right to vote, don't you know? Don't you know? It's crazy, man. The sacred constitutional right to vote. I don't understand. See, again, backwards world, 180 degrees. But we'll see. We'll see if Biden can even say the words constitutional during this speech. It'll probably sound like true international pressure. And we'll see how many people even watch this. Like a thousand, two thousand. I saw this statistic. I think Biden was live on the White House YouTube channel yesterday or the day before that. I don't know what he was talking about, but he was live. And there was only like 1,400, I shit you not, 1,400 people tuning in to the White House YouTube channel for this live stream. And I'm sitting there thinking, my God, when I was on YouTube, I had more live streamers, more people watching me during a live stream than that. Are you kidding me? So, dead votes matter. Dead people votes matter too, okay? We cannot discriminate in our society. <laughs> too many good jokes with that. Too many good jokes. Oh, man. Okay, let's move on from this into what's next. I don't even know the order, uh, order I have these articles in today. 
news about the sixth. The 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 insurrection. So more details coming out about this. More details showing it to be a frame job. The frame job of all frame jobs, but that's that's very tough to say. There's good competition in that <laughs> in that league. So we got new video coming out showing black clad hoodlums. We're first up on the stairs of the U.S. Capitol, and they were the first ones to smash the windows at the Capitol as well. There's a screenshot from it right there. And, of course, the FBI ain't going near this. They're they're arresting people for Lego sets. They're arresting people for shit, I don't know. But right here, we clearly have people, you know, black block provocateurs, which was literally the very first post I made wasn't on Twitter at that point. I wasn't on Twitter. Got banned. Maybe it was on Telegram. First post I made when I saw the video footage of the events there happening in the Capitol on the 6th, I just knew. Black block provocateurs. Instantly. I knew. It was plain as day. It's clockwork with the deep state agendas, you know? You track this for enough years and you're like, ah, there's another day. It's their, it's their modus operandi, these folks. So... No wonder they don't want those. How many hours of footage haven't been released are still kept kept hidden from the public of the events there on the 6th? Like thousands of hours, if I'm getting that right. They know. They know. They know exactly what happened. And isn't information coming out now showing Trump to have tried to get the National Guard out there, yet he was stifled? So, <laughs> there you go. Oh, it was 14,000. 14,000 people watching Biden live. Ah, geez. Still, though, that's like not even the small, tiny town I live in. So, all right, let's move on to our next article, this being about Trump's class action lawsuit against big tech. The judges have been assigned to the case and... Oh, 14,000 hours of video. Excuse me, not 1,400 watching Biden live. Ah, too many similar numbers here. Get me all, get me all. That's 14,000 hours. My gosh, that's a lot. So, on to this. Judges assigned to Trump's case. Two Obama judges and the Bush judge. The Obama judges have his lawsuit against Twitter and Facebook, and the Bush judge is overseeing Trump's lawsuit of YouTube. So, speaking of rhinos, we got Mr. Mr. Top Dog Rhino himself, H.W. Bush, that judge there, who was appointed by H.W., and then the Obama judges. Uh, you can check this article on the Gateway Pundit for the names. I'm not going to scroll through and dig for them, but uh, they're going to be uh, on the hot seat. And again... We are in a day and age with the internet and with social media where maybe five to ten years ago, judges and public officials and, and whatnot, you know, government agents, it was a lot easier for them to get away with stuff five to ten years ago. But now we have social media at our disposal. We have a hyper-engaged citizenry. And we also have hyper-engaged citizen journalists, people like myself and others who are using social media now to spread information where it's a lot tougher. It is a lot tougher 
for them to get away with things in this day and age. So I highly doubt it's really going to matter. These were Obama judges and Bush judges. And in fact, uh, that could, in the grand scheme of things, in the strategery of this class action lawsuit, that could be a good thing because if this lawsuit were to get struck down at the district level by these judges, it's just going to go right up to the uh, Court of Appeals. And I believe, who is the the Supreme Court judge who's overseeing the district that Florida's in? I don't know who, but I believe that is a... Hit me in the comments, somebody. Who is the Supreme Court judge that's overseeing, I think it's the 11th district that Florida's in? Uh, hopefully that's a good name. In fact, I'm just going to... I'm going to take a sec to, uh, to friggin' duck, duck, go this right now. Clarence. Okay. That's not a bad name. That's not bad. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, you know, even if this gets shot down at the district level, it could just get, uh, that could actually springboard it, make things move faster, and then they can appeal it and get it moving. And then, of course, after the appeals court, you got Supreme Court. So, yeah, yeah. Clarence Thomas, come on. All eyes on you, buddy. Once this gets uh, appealed and goes up to the Supreme Court, all eyes on you, Clarence Thomas. And didn't he actually write? Oh, God. You know, there's so much stuff that we're covering these days that, like, the information saturation gets to your brain. You start forgetting things, even recent things, because there's just so much going on. Didn't Clarence Thomas actually write an opinion a couple of weeks back having to do with, like, a free speech case? as well um you know that's just something that's i'm vaguely remembering but huh maybe somebody said in the comments too joe biden was opposed to clarence thomas big time well that's because clarence thomas is black and joe biden's a friggin' racist <laughs> maybe clarence thomas ain't black because he didn't vote for biden <laughs> all right uh next article here let's move on we're going into now good old Associated Press piece that came out today. Hating on Q, like they all do. Hating on Q, saying Q's just hiding. Q's just hiding. And Ben Collins from NBC put out another beautiful hit piece just yesterday that basically was some word salad psychobabble stuff saying the same stuff as this. They have no idea what they're writing about these days. They just get their narratives and slap together some crap and run with it. And then when you read this, it's hilarious. Um, also, if you are new to Q, of course the fake news media is going to confuse the shit out of you about it. They're going to lie about it, disinformation. Be very careful what you read about Q on social media in the so-called alternative media or truth movement as well because... Uh, there's a lot of people who are pretty new to it, and they don't really have, like, the big picture background. Um, shout out to Praying Medic, because Praying Medic recently has been posting some blogs to his Telegram account, sort of going back to square one, going through some old Q drops, and going over basics, and it's really good. You know, if you're, if you're new to Q, go find Praying Medic on Telegram and read his blogs, and you'll be able to get uh, some of that... Some of that background from like the early stages of the movement. I'm talking 2018, long time ago. And yes, glorious patriot in the comment section, just read the damn drops. Like, don't don't do the grapevine shit where you got this person saying something about them, right? 
bunch of rumors and hearsay and people claiming things like just just go back and read the freaking posts like qanon.pub and qalerts.app all right those are two websites that are still up a few of the other uh websites have gone down i miss qmap do you miss qmap i miss qmap that was my favorite one but qanon.pub that's the url and qalerts.app. That is another one, another URL. Either of those two websites, boom. All the drops right there in front of you. Read them. Di- digest them, okay? Some people still get caught up with like the JFK Jr. shit and flat earth shit and all kinds of stuff. Nazara, quantum financial systems. And then they're like Q supporters. They talk about Q all the time. I'm like, have you read the drops? You, you know, you know, they said, you know, Q said flat earth was fake and lame, right? And multiple times talking about the JFK Jr. clickbait disinformation. So, uh, anyway, anyway, let's move on now to this allegation on Gab from Jack Maxey. This could be big news, if true. Don't know if it is true. Don't know if it's not. It seems like it's more true than not, but I do like to be the skeptical raptor these days. Jack Maxey is claiming that he provided a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop to Senator Grassley and the Senate Judiciary Committee. So, huge if true. Holy, holy crap. Damn. I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. You know, there seems to be quite a few copies uh, floating around of Hunter Biden's laptop, actually. Not just one, but multiple copies. And I do believe a lot of mainstream media organizations have, like, a full copy of Hunter Biden's hard drive. They're just pansies or controlled or compromised so they're not reporting for it for jack shit uh although we have like the new york post and daily mail okay those two outlets have been putting out stories now and again it seems like they're just kind of testing the waters and then like going into more controversial stuff as time goes on but still we've we haven't had like the hardcore like cp kind of stuff trafficking information that likely is very well on that laptop come out so we'll see we'll see what this senate is gonna start knowing uh next up here seth rich another another case of information being suppressed by three-letter agencies in the media but not for much longer so as you can see here the fbi dropping thousands of pages of documents about seth rich for years the fbi said that they didn't have anything. But then about six months ago in December, they admitted, because I think they were foia'd or or sued or something like that, you know, Um, they they admitted that, yes, they do have a few thousand pages on Seth Rich. And now it looks like they're starting to come out. Starting to come out. The FBI vault account, surprisingly enough, uh, you know, time and again, you got the FBI vault actually leaking some stuff so uh makes you wonder who's really in control of the fbi if it's black hats or white hats or white hat infiltration into the fbi maybe i don't know you know confusing times we live in but the fbi vault dropped new docs some having to do with seth rich and in some of these emails they are pretty gnarly pretty gnarly some emails mentioning Mueller holding the name of the hitman uh, some emails saying that Clinton's hired to murder Seth Rich. We've got redacted parts of these emails, and some of these emails weren't responded to. No explanations were given. They're just, 
you know, straight emails. So, uh, huh, interesting. If you want to go check out that vault dump, uh, you can go to the website or it's probably on their Twitter account as well. And then Gateway Repundit. Gateway Pundit reporting on it here. So moving on from this, let's talk now uh, cyber. Cyber boogeyman. Let's call it that. Let's call it a cyber boogeyman. So we've got today, starting today, the World Economic Forum. They are beginning these live exercise trainings. It's called Cyber Polygon 2021. And these live exercise cyber hack trainings, or they're calling it or whatever, uh, is basically intended to test the preparedness, I suppose, of cyber hacks. So that is notable because, of course, in recent months, we have had multiple instances of so-called hackers hacking businesses and then Oh, they always freaking want Bitcoin, lo and behold, right? As if that's not a frame job in and of itself. Like, who's really hacking? Who's really doing this hacking? And why are they blaming it on, like, crypto and then the markets tank? And, oh, there you go. Global Globalists love it. So, anyway, uh, the new boogeyman is getting set up, right? It's not, it's not Russia anymore. It could still be Russia. But now it's hackers. It's just hackers. But that's kind of it, right? We never get... Who are these hackers? Where are they from? What are their affiliation? Uh, they're just hackers. They always freaking want Bitcoin. Uh, so that's starting. And then today we get right here in Iran, their infrastructure. In fact, their trains were hacked and it caused huge disruption to the service. So that and that's today. Just a couple of days ago, we had like another crypto hacker hack where they were demanding Bitcoin or whatever. I don't know what the business was. And then it's been like three or four so far. And now in Iran, it seems coincidental to me that that's happening the same day as the World Economic Forum thing starts. So just wanted to note that. Now let's talk about, we got two more subjects. I want to take a moment. I don't typically get into the social stuff because some of the social controversies that come out are just like, They're so obvious to me, and it's so just like, duh, that I don't want to waste my breath and your precious time getting into them. And there's already so many other people out there saying what needs to be said that I don't get into it. But sometimes stuff comes out, and it's so weird, and it's so just disgusting that why not get into it? So the Gay Men's Choir in San Francisco. Yes, the Gay Men's Choir in San Francisco I got zero problems if you want to be gay or straight or homosexual or bisexual, whatever. That's your thing. I've got I've got gay friends. I've got bisexual friends. No problem of mine. Problem that arises is when it gets forced, right? When their preferences get forced upon you or your family or your children and they try to virtue signal with it, right? What is this pride bullshit? Total, total virtue signaling nonsense. Like, it's it's your choice, right? <laughs> Great, let's all have pride for something that we didn't even do or, or accomplish. It's just like a random-ass choice we make about who we like and who we're attracted to. All right, now we get, we get <laughs> parades and stuff. I don't know, but 
All right, San Francisco Gay Men's Choir faces backlash because they put out a video that literally said, we're coming for your children. And they tried to use the excuse that, oh, it's just tongue-in-cheek humor and blah, blah, blah. But no. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't say we're coming for your children in any way, shape, or form of, of, of anything. Like, there's nothing funny about that, really. Plus, with this gay men's choir... There, there's a lot of people on it, so this is this does not speak for every single individual that's a part of that choir. But I found, oh, I found this good post on one of the one of the social media apps, and let's see here, I bookmarked it. I gotta bring it up real quick because this post actually dug into a lot of the names, this particular account, and I think four people on this choir. There's, there's one guy, his name's Keith, he's on the board of directors, Lewis, uh, allegedly, again, I haven't dug into this quite enough, so that's why I didn't include, like, screenshots of it in this, but allegedly, there is, oh, like, four or five people at least on, out of the, I don't know, dozens or one or two hundred people, I don't know exactly how many people are, are a part of this choir, but there's at least, like, four or five of them who have been arrested and have criminal records for uh, certain acts with children, like lewd acts or indecency or, or trying to solicit something from children. Yes. So that that's extra weird, right? Definitely extra weird. And no, like, yeah, you, 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 when cancel culture cancels back, <laughs> poetic irony of it, right? You don't get to hide behind your pride flags and your virtue signaling and all that. All that SJW crap these days. So, yeah. Weird. Weird stuff, man. What a awkward world we're living in. And then uh, now we move into talking about the CDC. Speaking of virtue signaling, <laughs> masks will do that to somebody. So will vaccines. So, I'm just reading some of the comments, getting distracted with them. <laughs> so you guys crack me up sometimes. Oh, I love the internet. So CDC decided to rework some of their guidelines today. Now, fully vaccinated students and teachers do not need to wear masks anymore. You might say, great. Oh, great. Thanks, CDC, for allowing me to live with my freedoms that I should have already had, that I do have, but you government people try to act like you're the ones that give me my rights. Anyway, CDC, all right. Fully vaccinated people don't need to wear masks anymore. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Pfizer, a week ago. You, you can already see how this whole plan is getting set up. Pfizer, a week ago, is stating that they are requesting emergency authorization for their shot for children ages 5 to 11. They're going to do it maybe next month or September, like within the next month or two. They're going to try to do it pretty much before school season, school, school year, which in most places, you know, end of August, September is when they go back to school. So now the CDC says, oh, if you're fully vaccinated, you cannot wear your mask. Do you see what they're doing? They're going to peer pressure children into getting the vaccine. Because if they're going to be the kid in their class that's still wearing the mask and their stupid-ass teacher is going to be there saying, Oh, Johnny, you're not vaccinated, little Johnny. You got to put that mask on. 
then all their friends are going to be looking at them like they're the weird kid. And then that kid's going to go home and cry to mommy. Mommy, please let me get the vaccine. Please get it for me because I want to take my mask off like all the other kids at school, right? That's exactly what's going to happen. That's why they're doing these, these things right now of all times at the exact same time. It's the, oh, this is some sick shit, right? Sick shit. So it's, it's just, they're, they're setting up the agenda right there. CDC says, all right, fully vaccinated people, no mask. Then Pfizer is going to say, all right, kids as young as five freaking years old can get this vaccine. Then, oh, oh, man, you better protect your kids this year, guys. Protect the shit out of them. They need it. Because these kids, they, you know, they don't know any better. And they got crazy brainwashed teachers most of them, right? Most teachers, not all, of course, but a lot of them, unfortunately. So, uh, it's this is this is when the fight is gonna hit its apex. Is this September, October, and I really hope that's like the crescendo of it, and then people really start waking up to how crazy this is all getting and start fighting back. But this is this is gonna be do or die time with the vaccine freedom fight. And two, two more things, okay? One more thing on this vaccine. Moderna, this was announced yesterday. Moderna is testing their mRNA technology in the flu vaccine. So, oh, ugh. You know, it's like Pfizer. Pfizer and Moderna are almost being used as two sort of like two different running backs in this game. They get Pfizer to go and do, okay, we'll get the emergency Youth authorization first for Pfizer. That'll be what they do. Then Moderna, the ones they have their their orders. It's kind of almost like their their tag team in this whole vaccine thing. Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, and then you got Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca, which are not the mRNA technology vaccines, and they're sort of like the whipping boys. They get thrown under the bus when there's a problem with vaccines. They blame it on Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca. So. Pfizer and Moderna can roll out this mRNA technology. Now they want to get it for the flu vaccine. How freaking terrifying is that? Now, they already want you to get a third dose, right? Pfizer is going to file for authorization for a third dose of vaccine. Now Moderna wants to put it in a flu shot. I got some questions. Didn't COVID kill the flu? Go to the CDC's website. What are the flu flu stats say these days? Is it still that? Is it still a thing? I thought the flu totally went away at the beginning of COVID. So what? What are we gonna vaccinate for in terms of the flu? What flu do we have to vaccinate for? Right? Here's what's gonna happen. After this variant bullshit, and after enough people got their COVID shots, then they're gonna maybe they'll finally be done with their COVID propaganda push, their COVID boogeyman. And once Moderna gets approval for their mRNA flu shot, then they'll twist the statistics. COVID will start to decrease. They'll say, oh, it's the wonderful vaccines. Flu will start coming back because they're not doing these bullshit PCR tests anymore. And, you know, they rework the statistics again. They press the button. So the flu will come back, which, of course, it never went away. It was just called COVID for like a year and a half. But then COVID will artificially... The numbers are artificially drop, and then flu shot. The flu numbers will artificially get 
pumped back up. Ah, uh, perfect time to roll out this mRNA flu shot. Ah, uh, you see it? God, these these bastards. These elite bastards are smart. You got to give them that. They're not dumb people. They're arrogant though, and that arrogance gets to them and makes them dumb. But they're actually pretty damn smart. But they're not smarter than we are. Why is that? Because there's more of us than them. And again, we have social media. We're able to connect at light speed these days and share information, share perspectives all around the world. So, oh, you can you can keep you can keep your damn flu. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Now let's move on into the last thing I want to discuss. Speaking of crypto, I guess I could have talked about this a little earlier, but uh, again, I'm kind of winging this episode. So it was said today, basically the government is trying to, um, you know, they're trying to roll out their own centralized cryptocurrency. The, the reason why globalists and these big governmental powers don't like a Bitcoin or these other crypto coins is because they're decentralized. They can't really control them all that much. They try to regulate in different ways. They go after the miners or the exchanges or whatnot, but they, they can't regulate the coins themselves. They're, they're decentralized coins. So what these globalists and these federal reserves and central banks want to do is they want to come out with their own federal reserve coin that they can centralize and use and make it seem like, oh, it's a cryptocurrency, it's advanced, it's new, it's gonna help our economy. No, it's just a way they wanna control the whole thing. So it's being said that this future US digital currency, this centralized Fed coin, is going to basically give the Federal Reserve the power to approve your mortgages and other, other things based upon your credit worthiness. In in uh in low IQ speak, which really helps me sometimes. Uh, <laughs> simple simple speak. That's what I need to understand things. Basically, this is gonna be like China, folks. They got their social credit score. Where in China, they they allow services to people that have good social credit scores when they do things that the CCP, when the Chinese government really likes. Now it's pretty much it could be if. If this Fed coin comes out or this dollar coin, whatever they try to come out with, uh, could be the same thing. You know, they could approve your mortgages and other things based upon your your credit worthiness, which is kind of the same now, right? More or less. Like we have a, we almost have a, a social credit score sort of thing because we have a credit score. Like I've, I have never taken out a loan in my life. You know, I, I thank God that I, drank too much in college to study and dropped out of the freaking thing because I didn't take out any loans and uh, I've never had a credit card either. So my, my credit score sucks ass. That doesn't mean I'm broke. I'm, I'm pretty demonetized on the internet and all that. So it's not like I'm rich, but, I, I, but I, I'm not going to be able to do much because of my shit credit score because I haven't bought into that debt-based system. So we, we sort of have a uh, that these days, but could get worse if they, if they come forth with this coin. So anyway, I'm a fan of cryptocurrency, all right? But the decentralized cryptocurrency, and I'm not like the kind of person that thinks cryptocurrency is gonna to, you know, save us 
by any means. I just see it as a very useful tool if you use it in a smart way uh, and a beneficial way, right? You can definitely screw yourself with cryptocurrency, but I just see it as a very helpful tool in uh, some way, shapes, and forms. So anyway, that's it for this one, guys. We're going to hit some Q&A. If you're watching this on the replay, much appreciated. Please click that little subscribe button down there. And I guess if whatever channel I'm uploading this on comes with a notification bell, smack that too. But <laughs> it's funny these days. We can't say channel, right? We used to say channel when we all had YouTube and it was just a singular channel we uploaded to. But now it's now it's plural. Now it's channels. Like, find me on my channels, and it cracks me up every time I have to add that S on the channel word. I just I just laugh. But heck, we'll see how Trump's class action lawsuit goes. Maybe we'll all be able to get our accounts back soon, I do hope. And that would actually be incredibly helpful to get those channels back and and post on Twitter how much Twitter sucks from my Twitter app. That'd be, that'd be fun. So uh, anyway, guys, thanks for watching. Much appreciated. I'll be back live on Monday and uploading some other content over the weekend. So uh, we're going to get to a few minutes of Q&A. And uh, much appreciated for all you watching the replay. Take care. See you next time. Doof.